0: That's NOom.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're on pitching podcasts from pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 13th. And yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I'm so sorry for the lack of podcasts yesterday. But as you can probably tell, my voice isn't quite back yet. And I needed a day of rest for it. It's so annoying. I think I figured out why it has been happening. Uh, this is the second time in like three weeks. And uh, we're going to be good moving forward. But we got to talk about yesterday and t- uh, today and tomorrow's games. We have Alan Winans uh, going against the Mets. Uh, he destroyed it. He is Mike Soroka, if Mike Soroka was really good. And back to normal. Seven innings, and runs forwards, two walks, nine Ks. I watched a lot of this one. I really just dig what Winans does. I know it's a it's a sinker at 90 miles per hour, but he moves it in and out well. Had a 42% O swing. Uh 50% CSW on that. The changeup earned whiffs, the slider was consistent at 42% CSW earned through a ton of strikes. This is exactly what you want to see for a guy pitching for Atlanta where he's gonna be going to six innings constantly with that amazing offense, hopefully getting him a win. Um it's a solid, solid defense behind him, too. It's just a really good starter that would be in place of Yanni Chirinos if he does stick around past being this 27th man uh for this doubleheader. And I think they I think Atlanta would do this. Um, He obviously deserves it. Um, He's better than Yanni Torino. So definitely keep that in mind because that would be the Giants after uh, in his next start figure this week. Uh, George Kirby against Baltimore destroyed seven strikeouts, complete game shut out here, uh, even though they lost in extras, which is so frustrating. So no win. Uh, but the slider did not return. Zero out of 10 whiffs, 90 percent strikes, but zero out of 10 whiffs very frustrating to see that still Kirby's fastball is just that good. And I'm really excited for him for next year. Cause I do think he's going to get better with those secondaries and he was really good with this and he's a great innings guy. And even with the lack of massive strikeout rate, it's about 170 strikeouts this year, which is still very, very good. Sure. It's not like 230 or something like that. We see from other guys that hint at 200 frames, but still that is productive. And I think that can go up in future years. Spencer Strider ace is going to ace even when he wasn't at his peak. Uh, I gave it back to Zach Gallon um because the second straight start we're seeing the four seamer and curveball dominate and this was against a good padres offense this is the guy that we know so ace is going to ace there also ace is going to ace getting awarded to pablo lopez six innings zero and in runs for its one walk seven case he's a two five era a 101 whip and a 31 percent strikeout rate across his last nine starts he had a 49 percent csw on his four seamer across the 34th room it's so nice pablo lopez is an ace and you all know it if you have him on your teams same with sandy Alcantara. however I know, look, nine innings, one and in run, five hits, two walks, 10 Ks. It is his third out of four starts of going at least eight innings, second of nine, which is crazy. He also came out after the eighth inning after throwing over 100 pitches prior, and they still just let him do it. The reason I'm not going to give it to him is because now he gets a real test with the Dodgers, Padres, and Rays up next, and he faced the Rangers last time out. It was four and runs in six innings. So I want to see like if he absolutely just dominates the Padres, fine. But I feel like this might be a little bit rough and it's so annoying because we all know that Alcantara is at his peak. We know what he can do. You're going to start him in these. But uh, yeah, it's, it's I just can't give him the ace, the ace before this amazing, amazing run. Um, we have a bullpen game for the uh, the rays, so whatever. You have Cole Irvin doing actually really well against the Mariners. Really good pitch locations. He had zero over 22 uh CSW on the change, but 12 strikes on it as it earned foul balls and outs. And that was good because then it opened the door for the force and cutter to go 10 over 35 whiffs combined. So really good stuff. He was only at 67 pitches here against the Mariners and imagine he can go 70 plus 75 plus pitches against the Athletics next and that's pretty cool. Uh, Matt Manning survived against the, the Red Sox of zero runs and runs in 5.1 innings, but it was one strikeout and three walks and this was a blame it on the Red Sox. The fastball's was at 94 and 95 and the slider's not amazing and whatever. Tony Gonzales was a toby against Rocky Road. That's normal. He gets the uh you know the Marlins next, that's fine. Jose Quintana looks great. He pitched really well against Atlanta here, one and run in 6 innings command is fantastic. Four forcing separation from his changeup in his uh, sinker is incredible. The, cur- the curveball actually wasn't at its peak. It doesn't matter. It was a mistake. You know, It wasn't a mistake pitch constantly, so I love Quintana right now. I'm very, very in on starting him moving forward. Gavin Williams had 19 whiffs against the Rays, 10 Ks again. This is insane. Um, right when I demoted him a bit, right, I lowered him on the list, <laughs> and this is what he does. I said, do not start against the Jays, and now two straight Jays and Rays, he just destroys them. Four-seamer had a ridiculous 5.6 PLV. You don't really see that on four-seamers. You might see that sometimes with like, sliders and stuff, but four-seamers are just generally rated a little bit worse, and it didn't matter. Uh, The secondary still need work, surprisingly, but I don't care because it's just such a good four-seamer right now, and I'm going to be very in on Gavin Williams as I think those breaking balls do get better over time. Generally, that's what we see from young guys. Um, We have Luis Medina doing okay against the Nationals, but not really that great as he had a slider that was like five whiffs and not really the big one. Uh, Orioles are next. I don't go for that. But if he looks really good with that, then it's the Royals and Mariners after. So okay. Andrew Heaney was limited to 1.1 innings and 40 pitches because he actually was ill, and they knew that, and they were quick on the hook because of that. So whatever, we ignore this. Uh, he gets the Brewers next, and it's the same old cherry bomb Heaney. So he'll be questionable there. J. B. France came through against the Angels. That's nice. He got a win. Really good to see that he's pitching a ceiling. Not a bad start against the Mariners. Uh, moving forward. It's probably going to be questionable. Not really one I have to do, but there is a good win chance for that one, so that's cool. Jay Gervin did well against Oakland. It was at 95, which is still good. Not 96, but 95. At least it's not 93, 94. And the curve did well. 70% strikes, 33% CSW. I just want to see more. Like, I need to see something actually really, really good in the secondary department for me to get excited about Jay Gervin. But this was against the the Athletics. 6.2 innings of two and runs. 7 hits, zero walks, 6Ks. That's sneaky value there Uh, with Jay Gervin. Not a win because it's the Nationals. But uh, but still, there's, there's something there. I think it's just he needs one more piece of the puzzle. And I think next year I might get really excited about Jake Irvin if there is a slider that's all of a sudden getting width or something on top of all of this. Then y'all will hate on me because he won't be amazing even though I'll be like, hey, here's someone that's actually legitimate value and could be sustainable. But then he's going to have stumbles and everyone's going to be upset. And yep, that's what always happens. Like with Cole Reagans. Uh, so I'm still so, so excited about Cole Reagans. Uh, five innings, four earned in runs, seven hits, four walks, and five Ks. He had 15 whiffs and 31% CSW. He was still really good in this. I mean, there were there were some bats that he just lost, and it was really frustrating. And I think, honestly, he went too far away from the four-seamer and cutter in this one. I think that's the bread and butter that sets up the slider, sets up the changeup, sets up the curve. The curve is more of that surprise pitch here and there. The change and slider are both excellent pitches, but I think he turned a little bit too much to them. I mean, 9 out of 23 whiffs is really hard to deny on the slider. Uh, but a little, maybe a little too much on the changeup in my view against the against the Cardinals, and that kind of did him in a little bit. Also, there were some curves that like just didn't go his way. There was a double play ball that was considered a hit, and that's ridiculous. Uh, and I and I still don't understand that one. Um, two run shot, whatever. It was it was a weird, more laborious one. And I do not deny the uh, skills of Reagan. Still, I love him. I think you have to roster him. Um, and I don't think I think this is a proper case of. You know, I get really excited about a guy for justifiable reasons in my view, especially when they're just not considered whatsoever. And that doesn't mean they're an ace. I mean, they're probably going to stumble like other everyone else. Uh, But I think a lot of guys are seeing this one and just saying like, well, he's not actually good. Nick, what's wrong with you? I'm like, "Okay, that's. That's not what's going on. You know this. You're smart enough to know this. If you're listening to this right now, you know better than to, to act like that. Okay, cool. Brandon uh, Woodruff ace is going to ace almost against the White Sox. Only two, and I said after three, after the IL, but he looks really good right now. The four seam is great. Secondaries need a little bit more work. Steven Matz was opposite. Cole Regan's uh, against the, Car- the, the the not the Cardinals, four, the Cardinals against the Royals. Six innings, two in runs, four, zero walks, and five Ks. Everything's looking good here. However, uh, you know, I met some Pirates next, and then it's the Padres after. As a lefty, you don't want to do that one. Uh, we have a lot of others to talk about today of course and for today and tomorrow's games and we'll talk about all those after this break this podcast is sponsored by underdog Johnny Burrito followed Michael King, five innings, of one earned run ball, three It's zero walks, and six Ks, about 70 pitches in this. Really good to see it. 70% CSW on the curve isn't going to stick, though. There is a temptation to start him against the Red Sox next weekend, but I feel like this is the ceiling. He didn't even get a win, but it's still a ceiling, and I just don't really think it's that good. Uh, Jesse Shultons is a very interesting, deep play. Is at six innings or more in three straight starts now. Three earned runs or fewer in each of those as well. Uh, it's been like one, two, three year in runs. Uh, really good slider, eight over thirty three whiffs. He does not get cores next, so we ignore that. But then he gets Athletics after. That's cool. Peter Lambert, no thank you. Timon Walker, if you're on that chip, get off of that. Velocity's down to 90 91 and just really just move away from time on Walker at this point. Justin Steele's been going through a weird patch where he's leaking too much stuff in the middle of the plate now, and it's really annoying. He went against the Jays. So you got to use 7K still with three and runs in five innings, and it's a little annoying. I feel you. Rich Hill, 3.1 innings of three and runs. I wonder if the Padres are going to shift to Nick Martinez taking the rotation spot of Rich Hill whenever they have another arm return, either that be Walker or Musgrove. Uh, Chris Bassett did well against the Cubs, save for the fourth inning where the first four guys got on base. Including a three run shot to cap it off. It's annoying. Otherwise, he was absolutely dominant. Two other base runners. And there wasn't even an out in that sequence. It's so annoying. Uh, we have Brian Bayo against the Tigers. Really annoying to see that the cutter and the slider each allowed a home run because his best pitches are a sinker and the changeup. So uh, over time, we're going to see those secondaries get better while the sinker and changeup are still good. The sinker was a little bit worse than those ones, but still. Uh, Danny Reyes, poor guy, had to start for the Mets against Atlanta. Like that wasn't going to go well, so so that's thanks Alex Cubb doesn't have a splitter back, and he got Texas, so he got rocked. And Tyler Anderson against Houston, seven earned runs, but his his changeup is still really good. So, uh, you yeah, know, you leave him on the wire for the Rays next, but then maybe the Mets and the Athletics after a while. Cobb, you just avoid because he gets Atlanta next, and the splitter has been bad for a good while. Looking forward to today's games. Obviously, you know a lot of this already. It's a little bit too late to go over it now, but uh, Garrett Cole, Freddie Peralta, and who are the earliest are obvious auto starts. Zach Eflin, Logan Webb. Bryce Miller, Sonny Gray, Eduardo Rodriguez, Seth Lugo, Dylan Cease, Kyle Bradish, Tanner Bybee, Yuri Perez, Dane Dunning, Cutter Crawford, and Brandon Williamson are all in that second tier. The reason some of those top names are here is because it's a little bit tougher uh, matchups. And then Cutter Crawford is a stream pick against the Tigers, while Brandon Williamson is here because he was here yesterday, but that is a doubleheader today. So make sure if you had him yesterday, you get him in your lineup today questionable start to your is mitch keller against the reds uh, also of course not going yesterday going today could i against atlanta oh boy chase still against astros this is gonna be a very interesting start i don't think the splitter is gonna be back and it's the astros so i'm not really doing it jameson tyone is on a good roll but it's the jays you have herkidi against the angels hyunjin ryu and ken waldachuk i actually believe it or not i just picked up ken waldachuk i need five strikeouts and i need a win and i had nothing to chase here so uh, i went after waldachuk wish me luck <laughs> i really like what he did last time with a slider on the fastball i mean it's already started so we'll see uh do not start to brandon fought watch i'm just getting destroyed on that i'm gonna lose this week okay brandon fought ranger suarez uh yanni torinos uh, luke weaver trevor williams cal freeland and andrew Jack- andrew jackson because of course of yesterday's double header um are all in that do not start here i'm curious how all of that lands uh we have tyler glaslin going tomorrow against the giants he's at the top despite the expectation of a lower pitch count and just because if he's starting you're going after him against the giants Max Fried uh, and Max Scherzer are also up here. And on that order, reverse that. uh Framber Valdez and Yu Darvish. I feel like these are all obvious. Probably start to you have Grayson Rodriguez against the Padres. A little bit tougher with the Padres, but I think Grayson has just been that good. Brady Singer's uh, slider has been fantastic. And he gets the Mariners, and those, the Mariners' bats will be inclined to chase though They've been a lot hotter lately. I don't really believe that for the long haul. Uh, Emerson Hancock's on the other side. I'm streaming him against the Royals. I really liked what he did with the sinker last time, and I think the cutter and changeup are good enough to make this worthwhile. You have J.P. Sears against the Cardinals. He does get a lot of whiffs still. Even if the sp- the sweeper wasn't as good last time, I'm going with that one. I think that's actually going to be worthwhile, even if you don't get a win. Um, Miles Michaelis and Merrill Kelly are in that questionable start, here. It's kind of cool to see them paired up again, like they used to be. But Michaelis gets a much better start against the Athletics, and yet he's just not been that good. Well, Kelly's been great, but he has to head to course, So I understand that could work because it's Kelly... But yeah, that's a fun one. And speaking of bad starts, you have Clark Schmidt or bad matchups against Atlanta. No thank you. Same with Patrick Sandoval as the the Rangers are gonna kill him <laughs> as uh it's just good it's just not fun barrett braxton garrett uh chris Flexen, sean Manigas, Arezo, and carlos carrasco and quinn priest are going against each other and i just don't believe either one to do well all right that is it for today thank you all so much for the support sorry again about yesterday and you can kind of hear the voice uh is still not there but i'm getting it back and i know why it wasn't there i just got to drink a lot more water all right that is it thank you all so much uh, my name is nick pollock i'm here bounce below and your strikeouts high